Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation and White Light Publishing House. Hello everyone and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. My name is Raul, Angelic Messenger, and I am here with Jacqueline Clausmore and obviously the only female pharaoh just behind us. And what a beautiful painting to have today because from one female pharaoh to another happy birthday Thank you so to much. you. <laughs> Thank you. And another one. And Happy birthday. I am developing chin hairs. <gasps> so it is actually. <laughs> you get over 40, it happens, you know. So pharaohs had to wear a beard. Mm, they did, I don't remember that. I'm wondering whether this could be a new fashion trend. Well, maybe you need to just let it hang out. <laughs> I'm braided. <laughs> oh. And that brings us. To the topics of today's conversation, which the topic of today's conversation, hi Patricia, is obsession. <laughs> and we talked in your beautiful program uh, just before we actually came live on this program. We were talking about obsession romantically, but oh, I want to change gears yes, and I want to take obsession to, you know, we got little business out there where there's a few people running the business and there's somebody that is calling themselves the CEO. And I usually you and I, we work for big companies before and CEOs are the person in charge of a multinational company where it has many different departments, many different branches, this lady or man, freaking geniuses that they run all of these and they surround themselves with pretty good people. Some of them are geniuses but they go the wrong way around and they end up embezzlement and all of that sort of things. But why do we have Jacqueline this obsession with trying to be somebody that we are not or or trying to be somebody, yes? Um, I gotta be somebody. But am I or am I not? I think we're both someone. Mm. We're probably two someones because mm. you know yeah, um, I was as you were saying that, and I have been in large corporate. I was actually I was the the past global field force recruitment manager mm -hmm. in a very large company. Mm -hmm. Oh God, help me! I was on a board of thirty a thirty million dollar board of this thirty million dollar company. Rather, look at me go, okay? Uh, <laughs> and I was traveling international on solo solo on, on international on um, company business, just on my own, going to other countries, training field agents in the field. I never really got the airs and graces, and as you were saying, CEO, and, and talking about that, although I was flipping off to my last corporate job and the excitement of dealing with this crazy genius guy that ran the company, which most CEOs I've met are amazing, mm. crazy geniuses, usually, um, although some of them are very conservative, but you know, uh, but as you were saying that, I was actually thinking, cooker of enthusiastic oatmeal, mm. hmm. well, how else can I... Right, so yeah, I was going to the fun side of it because I thought people just take it too seriously. You know, yeah. it's kind of sad because if you're having fun and you love what you're doing, that's a great obsession to have. 
Unless it's dangerous and you're not eating. Um, but yes, <laughs> yes, if you're, or if you're harming people, uh, that's also I not good. Know. Hello. Uh, but yeah, it's just, um, I think it's special to not have to be special. I think it's what my grandmother used to tell me when I was young. And people say to me at times, how do you remain grounded? And listen, the imperfection of imperfect, yeah? That idea that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of um, trying to be somebody as well. Uh, and the idea of grounding yourself to say, never forget where you came from. And mm -hmm. uh, never forget that I used to clean toilets. I remember, like you, traveling around the world, checking in in a hotel, not checking in a hotel. A company that I was working for, they were sending me to Belgium to check on one of the branches in one of the hotels. My issue was that I used to say, don't send my picture ahead because I don't want anyone knowing who I am. Hello. And I will arrive in that city three days before, check into another hotel and go in casually, shorts, mm -hmm. t-shirt, la la la. <laughs> Walking into this hotel and finding this dear housekeeper, hands and knees, toothbrush, cleaning the grouting of the marble. And I'm saying to her, oh my goodness, what a brilliant job, and do you do this all of the time? And she looked up and said, oh, no, 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 sir. In about three days' time, somebody really important from the company is coming. And the general manager told me <laughs> that I need to clean. Yeah. And that idea that, long story short, that I was more important than, I guess, walking through that door and giving them the same experience. And you know what? I was working for the same company. So, hey... I'm coming to your hotel, I'm not even paying for my stay, and you're making this whole hoo-ha about me, <laughs> hence why I will check in somewhere else and go and check it out beforehand. Yep. And I didn't want my picture plastered on notice board saying, Raul is coming. Mm -hmm. Because you get the reality. And I've never forgotten that I used to be that lady, I used to clean those, and I can still do it, but it's, uh, it's about realizing if I am somebody today, don't believe your own tale. Don't try and be bigger than you are. Yeah. Because when you simply are, things are coming to you. Yep. As I was saying to you yesterday, I put myself out there and I promote and I do things and I engage with people. But yesterday I got an interview from a company that wanted to interview me as an author. And I didn't go and knock at their door. They actually seek yep. me out. Yeah. But it's only because I'm putting the right energy out without believing that I'm going to win the Miles Franklin's award. And if that's what you go for, go for it with all your might. But they asked me on that interview, what would you say to an up-and-coming aspiring author? And my answer was, write with love and write because you can no longer help it. Don't write to be famous because then you're coming from the wrong direction. Yep. And it's the obsession of the instant gratification of, um, I am an author, I am a published author. But I'm an influencer. Correct, I'm an influencer, <laughs> a, a Facebook that. influencer. So like, do you know what? I truly hard in my heart. I don't need a business card that right. says that I'm an author to be an author. You know what my business card is? My little angels talk to me being read by these two little boys in Bhutan. Mm. In Bhutan, it blew my mind. 
And that idea that the mother took the time to buy the book, she said it took her three months to get there because <laughs> wow. the post office yes. is uh, a little bit not uh, the way that it runs here, although here is not perfect. But nonetheless, it took her three months and she was saying, look, my boy and his cousin, they're written here. And I just thought, that's what it's all about. Yep. Don't need to do anything else. Nope. Because I didn't ask her to buy it and I didn't ask her to send me a picture. She did it out of her own accord. And Bhutan, a country that measures happiness as the gross domestic product of the yep. country. Yeah. On how happy they are. And even the post office may not be working the best, but they're still happy. That's right. And they're not obsessed with being somebody they simply are and they are sharing and she was saying oh we love your book and we're going to show it at school and and i wrote it with love yeah and it wasn't about making money money is a byproduct of whatever you do so truly do it with love and if anything i'm obsessed with that i'm obsessed with love but from love from the right side of the ego love from that idea of I'm just doing it because that's what I'm called to do. Yep. Not because I'm trying to be somebody. I'm already somebody. I'm Raul. Nobody else exists but me. The to, same as Jacqueline. To, to quote the 1980s song, When will Why, I, will will I, I be, be famous? famous? <laughs> I can't answer that. Uh, I oh, can't answer boy. that. Bros, bros, my dear. <laughs> Obsession with bros. And how long did that last? <laughs> Two seconds. <laughs> One single. One single. It is it not is. even an album. I rest my case, Your Honor. And you know it's hilarious. You were talking about the and and I love the story of the the, the simplicity and beauty of, of these children running in Bhutan. But what I found hilarious was you were talking about going into the hotel as the unknown dude. And one of my last corporate jobs was actually in a mystery shopping company. <laughs> and. <laughs> And you sort of, um, you know, it's all about that that thing of what is the snapshot of the moment of, you know, snapshot moment of truth for that customer. But uh, so when people are doing things, it, it needs to be because that's what you normally do. You don't just scrub the toilet because someone important's coming. Because your customers need to be the most important people. And so I've actually had people over over the years and decades ringing me up and going. Hi, um, I'm a psychic in Warringal, and um, I made that place up, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> we don't want to insult any place. No, exactly right. Uh, I'm a, a psychic from Warringal, and I see you're over in that suburb. So I guess you know I can ring you, and it's really not a problem, huh? And uh, I just wanted to know how to get successful and how to build my clientele. And I sort of went, "But aren't you psychic?" <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Probably not, it just, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes it just flies out of the mouth. Uh, I can usually be diplomatic, but it just said, boop, there it was, and I went, oh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, um, I just saw how, how good of a life it looks like you're happening, and I thought, <laughs> I thought I'd ring you because I really want to have your life, and I went, I want your success. Yeah, yeah I want your success, but, I, but she actually said your life, mm. and I said, well, my life is mine. And you've got a brilliant life of your own if you just sort of, you know, take that on board and own your own unique identity and be you and do what actually you are called to and feel that is really in your heart to do and then everything will naturally happen. But how do you get on this? And I'm like, well, people ring me up. 
They might send an email, they might ring me, uh, they might text me and they go, hi, I'm from this station, we'd like to interview mm. you. Mm. And I'll go, wow, <laughs> really? Thanks, okay, well, yeah, that, town, that sounds about all right. Uh, it could be six o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning, but okay. Uh, <laughs> or, hmm, don't really like the feeling of that one. I'm going to avoid that because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to live what I do here. Oh, right. uh, so if I'm not getting a good feeling about a certain interview and, you know, or, or and I've had this happen where a uh, radio producer actually rang me up. You don't goes, need to be an Ibris show. No, you really don't. Not all publicity is good publicity, be unlike discerning. one of my earlier mentors. Yeah, be uh, and, I, and actually she said to me, oh, hi. Um, we're really looking to have a psychic on the on the show, and we're really just looking for a body in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Get somebody else's body, sweetie, because I'm not it. And I said, a body in the studio, and she goes, yeah, a body in the studio, and I went, the morgue. So, <laughs> so you don't want a psychic? I know. We want to interview a psychic on our show. We're really just looking to bring bring a body into the studio, and I went, I'm um, yeah. Gonna decline, but because uh, I'm really busy. Uh, but I, I really have to thank you for calling me because this has been fascinating. Mm. Um, Eye-opening experience. I, I'm, I'm never going <laughs> to see I'm things quite the same way again. No, I didn't say that part, you know. I just, no, no. Uh, well, it's it. been an interesting experience, but I really wish you well for the show in finding someone. The body that you need. The body that you need. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone you're looking for. And she goes, yeah, we're really just looking for a body in the studio. And it. Mm. Okay! It ain't mine. I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, and I've, I even had uh, on one occasion, uh, I got rung up. Oh, hi. I, I, they don't really talk like that. I just thought I'd emphasize it. And she, hi. Um, I'm, I'm so and so from uh, the, whoops, uh, another channel <laughs> overseas. And uh, <laughs> we're doing a documentary on this. And, um, you know, and as you are involved in that situation, <laughs> uh, we'd really like to interview you. And, um, uh, but the most I, money I can throw at you is... Oh, lovely. And I thought, where are bomb. my stilettos, <laughs> baby? Whoa! Let's just... Yeah, uh, no. Um, look, thanks, but I really don't feel comfortable with this situation. Don't throw any money at me. Don't throw money at me. In <laughs> fact, don't throw it at a stripper either. Just, if you want to give the money, give the money. Uh, but don't throw it at them. No one needs to have money thrown at them. No. And we just got a message there. What is it? Oh, love your work. You do, Raul. Thank you so much. And I, I work really well with my dear uh, soul sister here, Jacqueline Close Moore. Um, Jacqueline, yesterday on the interview, they asked me, do you consider yourself successful? And I thought, what an interesting question, because <laughs> of course I consider myself successful. I'm an author. Um, I'm an author. Yeah, um, my issue is, you know what? I've actually thought about the question and my answer was, yes, indeed, I do consider myself successful from the point of view that everything that I do, I do it from a place of love. Yeah. And the key to open the door of success is exactly that yep. because what goes around comes around I and mean, you might as well send love yep. and that's what I usually do and to me that's success sending love out the rest is truly a bonus oh yeah hmm. yep. so it's the idea of keeping it simple keeping it real and if you're gonna be obsessed with something be obsessed with that inner love yeah not that you look at yourself in the mirror like uh, Dorian Gray <laughs> and you think that you're beautiful, but it's like my 
My sister Marilyn, that she lives in the States and she's a Reiki master and she will give me this exercise saying, Raul, in order to truly love yourself is that you need to stand in front of a full length mirror naked and looking at every part of your body slowly and loving it. And the minute that you criticize something, go back up and start all over again. I'll spending a lot of time up out here then. Correct. <laughs> no, but if you do it, it will take you a yeah, very long time to course. get to your toes. Yeah. And not in one day, nice. because you're going to go, at this mirror, <laughs> I'm gorgeous, I'm walking off. <laughs> and it's the idea that truly loving yourself is, she used to say to me, you know what, I look at myself in the mirror and I see around my belly my stretch marks, and I'm loving those because he gave me my daughters. Yep, yep, exactly. But... Before I got to that point, it took me quite a few times of going up to the top of my head. And it's a reality of not being obsessed, but being in love with who you truly are. Mm. And you don't need to be anybody else. You don't need to be a copycat of anybody else. You don't need to do what everybody else is doing. You don't need to say or try and say what everybody else is doing. You don't need to write it on capital letters to scream it out. Um, be, be true to you, and the rest follows. Mm. Sorry, we got a message there. I was watching with James David the other day when you received a message to contact Metatron, and yes, and I did. Uh, and James gave me that message. I just pop in, and James said, "Oh, by the way, Raúl, <laughs> I got this message. You need to get in touch with Metatron," and and I did, and it was so timely because. The message was not only well received, but it was kind of like as a couple of slaps on my face from Metatron. Get on with it. <laughs> and I thought, is it Metatron or Archangel Michael? Because usually the forceful one, no, 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 it's me, but I'm giving you. He was actually giving me this scaffolding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's only because through, and I don't talk live or on, on Facebook about my personal life, but I've been going through a little bit of turmoil and Jacqueline is well away. And sometimes you stay in your pity party for a bit too long. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. my structure was out of kilter because of that and Metatron was saying, I'm giving you the scaffolding, but slap, 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 get on with it. And no dead man's planks for you. Yeah. And James was saying, Raul, he's not telling me the message, but he's saying he wants you to get in touch. Yep. And he said, and he's saying right now, so leave this call. Mm. James was saying, leave this call and do what you must. Mm -hmm. Don't know what's happening there, but it's between you and him. And I did that, so it was brilliant. <laughs> I said, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, and what I always say, believe in angels because they do believe in you. And when you connect, there's not disconnecting from them. No. And they will let you... It's not rainbows and unicorns, people, sometimes it might be, but the majority of the time is souls living a human experience and the angels are guiding you along, but they're actually saying, stop the pity party, get on with life. Exactly. Mm. And here we are. Doing exactly that. Celebrating your birthday. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we got angel wings there that we I'm looking wings. at and we got mm. butterflies everywhere. We're surrounded. And I'm in love with this lady. And um, yeah, I can see. Um, yeah, I think that you need to grow I'd the gr beard. Grow the beard. Yeah, and 
and just um, play. Not, not get obsessed with facial hair. No, That's no, no, no. See, it's the, the obsession people get over uh, appearance and Correct. society's way of obsessing on mm -hmm. things, society's ways of obsessing, like even in the media, the way it builds up stories mm -hmm. that maybe not what it's sort of putting together and it's really hilarious because here we are kind of being a bit like media. Correct. Uh, <laughs> but it's, a, it's about kind of, I think, get, get stripping it back to, like you said, looking in the mirror, but also looking at the mirror of your life and saying, mm. so, mm, that thing I said the other day, mm, perhaps not next time. Uh, <laughs> you know, or, ah, oh, this is how I'm going to do it from here. And I think people can also get obsessed and in that groove of, I don't like how I did that, or I'm so bad. Mm. And when people say to me, uh, I always do this, that's like, they're right there. <laughs> change the dialogue, uh, change the yes. interaction with your life. And I always do this or I always say this. And there are people out there, yes, that something fantastic happens to you. And you got friends that they say to you, I am envious or I'm so jealous. And when people say that to me, the first question that comes to mind, and I burst it out, and I ask it, why are you jealous? Yep. And they go to me, but you know what I mean? No, I don't. No. Explain it to me. Please and they go, oh, well, you know, I'm really happy for you. Well, why not say that in the first place? Hello. Because you know what's happening there? Your soul is actually pushing the human to speak truth. Yep. And when you say, I'm really jealous, that's exactly what you meant. Yep. But because I confronted your jealousy and I'm asking you, why? Explain it. What did you mean? Exactly. Oh, you meant that you're happy for me? Well, say that. Mm. I love it when Australians say, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you think, well, hang on a minute. In comparison say, to? Good. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, oh, not bad. Mm. Uh, so I think that if, if Jesus or, was to appear and walk across the water in front of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, I reckon there'd be a whole bunch of Australians going, oh, not bad. <laughs> it's like, I what do you think of the Opera House? Not, not bad. bad. <laughs> there goes a bull shark. Not bad. They were interviewing the other day on television <laughs> because it was the anniversary, uh, not only of the Opera House building, um, but they were doing, um, they were selecting the up and coming architectural designer. Mm -hmm. And the son of the oh, architect that designed the Opera House. Um, came to Sydney to be the main judge because he became like his father an architect. And they were asking, uh, what do you think that your father will think? And what are you looking for in the new up-and-coming architect? And he simply said, somebody that actually could do what my father did. Yeah. Uh, something that is, will be totally different, but it makes sense. Mm. It fits, and it fits with the environment. Yeah. It acknowledges where it actually has been plonked. Yeah. Uh, it acknowledges that it's rising. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it has functionality because although the Opera House looks beautiful, it needs to function within society, yeah. not just something pretty. Yeah. You've got theatres inside, you've got restaurants, cafes, lobbies, and bookshops. And stairs. Lots of stairs. And lots of stairs. Yeah. But it's the idea that it needs to be part of society. Yeah. Which includes ramps or lifts. All of that. And but there, all there, if I, I was there no long ago, and when you go to Sydney in July, mm. you're going to see that that's, yeah. they're doing all of that. Yeah, beautiful. Because a lot of people that they're traveling around the world, they're on wheelchairs, or they're on a walking stick, on crutches. 
So they are creating all that. That when that was designed, perhaps we were not that. I think also um, that amazing architect. His he was given a mandate, and then the mandate was pulled out from under him. Yeah. And so his actual design was never actually realised. No, and that's why he never came to see it. Yeah. Uh, so I just wonder, um, you know, what provisions would have actually been in that original design mm. um, that we never got to see. That we never got to see, and you know, and so you know, there's a question of obsession as well mm. because uh, there was obsession over the funding. There was obsession over the how long it's taking, uh, there was his, his meticulous detail yeah. and all these different obsessions actually competing. But in a sense, the architect let go of the obsession yep. by saying, do what you must, That's but right. I'm not coming to open it. Correct. And that was the best thing he could have done, even though I think it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking, but also he was acknowledging his ethical stand. Yeah. If you hire me to do this and you selected me as the winner out of all of these different architects, yep. uh, that's what I put forward. So why are you going to change it now? Mm. Um, his son was extremely diplomatic because um, they were asked, they were, the, the reporter was asking along the lines of that and he said, I cannot really tell, speak for my father. Yeah. I can only say that I'm in awe of being here. Yeah, uh, I something that he was involved in. I like the way he handled that. Yeah, yeah, he was really. That's the really best good. way he could handle something yeah. like that. And it's it's interesting because when you're dealing with people who are obsessed about you or um, you know obsessed about what you're doing, and we talked mm -hmm. about the jealousy and all these sorts of things, um, as the person who's the I guess focus of that kind of energy, it's like, okay, so he's how we going to handle that? Um, and uh, there's those boundaries, and it's going to be okay. And hmm, mm hmm, what's for lunch? Uh, that's you know, that, that's the sort of energy, and it is really about um, being able to sort of draw that line in the sand and say, well, this is not going to hold on to me forever. And it's really interesting because those, uh, like in our industry, for example, mm. or in a lot of industries, yeah. um, if they're obsessed about, uh, like, like when I, I'll go to my radio days, back on the FM dial, mm -hmm. uh, before the internet radio and, and internet video, and I remember um, we would get tracks uh, sent into us, albums mm -hmm. sent into us all the time, and um, I can understand the struggling artist's plight. That's not easy stuff. No. Just going to precursor it right there. Um, but it was interesting to see um, brand new artists who would simply send you the CD, yes. they'd have a business card with their details on it, boom, full stop, done. Um, and it was amazing, uh, some of those artists, the absolute beauty in their work, uh, because all of their energy was simply in their work. In the work. And then you got other artists who sent you an essay about what each song meant, and some of it's handwritten, and you must mention um, before and after playing any song, uh, exactly where to purchase this, which is only this particular shop, and what it's ours are. And I'm sort of like, I already feel like I know what this sounds like, but I'm going to give it a listen because mm -hmm. probably I've got a bit too much time on my hands. I don't know. I, I didn't really have a lot of time on my hands, but I always seem to just give people a bit too much of a chance. But I listened to it and it's like, I can hear, I used to be able to hear in the first 10 seconds whether I'd like an entire album. I really would. Um, because you're tuning in here. Tuning in here, but you're also, you feel it coming through. And so you listen to that and I'd go... Not going in a 10, 
20, 30. Thank you. <laughs> really want to hang up now. All right, what about the next track? And then you... And, and then the next track, and you're like... And the next track. And the ne next track. <laughs> and, and you were like... Wow! Uh, <laughs> next album. Uh, so those were the ones that didn't get played. The obsession um, for Because the obsession is about fame. It's not about, here's my, my work, my heart's in yes. this. I don't have to tell you that. Yes. You'll hear it. And so a lot of the times when you actually interview uh, famous recording artists and you ask them what their song's about, they may go into a story about it or they may go, well, I like it to speak for itself. Like some mm. songs will literally, they'll just go, oh, oh it speaks for itself, you know, like that. Eh? Um, and they'll say, and, and you know, and, and the interviews of recording artists tend to be more about life, about views, about different sorts of things, about the tour they got coming up. Um, but it's not so much uh, necessarily about, you know, an iota hamburger at 6.45 while I was recording this. And then, and then I got into the tuna sandwich, even though I'd well and truly had too many carbs already, and <laughs> got into the protein and I'm just overdoing the calories now. Uh, you know, all these, you know, this sort of obsession yeah. about me la 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 mm. you know and it's just like author or musician mm. and mm. it's like well where's the rest of you mm. uh but but yeah they'd be the really long essays you get and but but the the up-and-coming artists who were probably in the same bracket of mm. success at that point in time mm. uh, and some of these have gone on to be national and internationally acclaimed people mm. because their stuff used to come through the community radio stations yes you know, uh, as the first port of call, because that's where they'd get starting to get listened to. Mm. And so they'd be out at Battle of the Bands and whatever else, and we'd be sort of involved with that as well. And um, so, yeah, it was um, really interesting to watch the different bands, even yeah. at places like Battle of the Bands, because mm. <laughs> the sort of ways they would interact with you. Yeah. Yeah. Please believe that when I'm saying this obsession of being somebody, I did say it at the beginning, and I'm going to say it now. Um, I've been there, done that, I won the t-shirt a lot long ago. Uh, that idea that you want to be somebody, that idea that this is what I've done, this is what I've been. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody because no. I will have four other fingers pointing at me. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll wear that as well. Yes, I wear that obsession as well. But it's the idea of um, grounding yourself and saying, I am somebody and be happy with that. Mm. Uh, the rest, keep on doing what you're doing, but only because Truly, you cannot help it. Don't try and be who you're not. Don't try and put amazing quotes if they're not yours. Yeah. And you know what? Do your thing. Mm. Allow other people to do their thing because that's what really resonates. People want to know about you, what makes you tick. Um, if you're trying to be too clever, people read through that as well. Yeah. That you're trying to be too clever or too artistic or too whatever. Simply be you. Because when you're you, everybody gets it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On that note, my dear friend Jacqueline Closemore, I think that we need to go and celebrate your birthday. Birthday lunch! Yeah. <laughs> so, at this point in time, I would like to take this opportunity to say thank you to my sponsors. Uh, Light Worker Foundation and White Light Publishing House for allowing this show to actually be on air and to have Jacqueline with me and many other guests that we're going to be seeing uh, in the coming months. But remember that next month Jacqueline and I are going to be live from the Sydney Opera House! <laughs>
Oh, Sammy saying happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, as always, please remember, believe in angels because they do believe in you. Until we see you next time, bye for now.